0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Please join me in a moment of prayer before we get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person listening to this prayer. I ask that you would help open their mind and their heart and that you would speak directly to them through today's message. In the name of your son, my brother, Jesus Christ, I pray, amen. Well, again, we welcome you today to City Place Church. Again, my name is Damon. Make sure that you download today's message note, cityplacechurch.com. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. I I hope you've been leaning in over the last few weeks and months and just enjoying all that God's doing here in the life of our church. I got to tell you, it's exciting times uh, to just see what God is doing. Uh, We've literally seen, literally, Almost 50 people received Jesus in this year alone. And so shout out to every single person that's inviting and praying because we just want to see God glorified and people walk into a relationship with Jesus. And so it's not just hands raised, but it's also people being baptized. We can celebrate five people being baptized this year. And let's just see what the Lord does in the rest of this year. It's all about Jesus. It's all about growing uh, in relationship with him. And uh, we also want you to be on the lookout because it, during the month of June, for four weeks, everybody say four weeks, for four weeks, we're gonna have our summer small groups. And so uh, our city groups gather together. We don't want anyone to do life alone. And so it's going to have a really good focus during the summer. And so you'll be able to see more and more coming up with that. But if you have your Bibles, we're going to spend some time in Luke chapter nine today. Uh, We've been talking about living life. We've been talking about growing in our relationship with God. And I was thinking about our Mother's Day message, uh, you know, uh, strengthen what remains. And I felt like the Lord just gave me a just a quick challenge uh, to not just jump past that thought. If you were hanging out with us last week and uh, you heard Pastor Taisha talk about uh, spiritual eyes, there's things that God wants us to see and God is moving and he wants us to be sensitive enough to understand what he's doing And so I just felt like I wanted to not just jump to something else. I wanted to stay in this thought of us sitting in a place where we believe God to be who he is so that we can live the life that Jesus promised us. And during uh, that message, uh, Strengthen What Remains, we read in Revelation chapter three, verse two, it says this. Be constantly alert and strengthen the things that remain, which were about to die, for I have not found your deeds completed in my sight. Is what the Lord said, you know, the context of that scripture is that there's a prophetic message being spoken to a church. And the prophetic word that's coming to them is, hey, listen, you need to be aware that there's things around you dying. And I want you to strengthen what's remaining in your life because I'm not done yet. And there was a couple of thoughts that I want to just lay the foundation that we said, Several weeks ago was that we want to strengthen ourselves by learning for ourselves who we are and whose we are. We have to strengthen ourselves, if we're going to strengthen the things in our life that remain, to live the life that Jesus has called us to. We have to strengthen for ourselves by learning for ourselves who we are and whose we are. In Genesis chapter one, the Bible says that God created you. Everyone who's watching on cityplacechurch.com or YouTube or listening on our podcast, God created you. The Bible says in his image and in his likeness. And the Bible says that he created you to have dominion, to be fruitful, multiply and subdue. So there's something that God put on the inside of you that has his power, has his authority, but you're made in his image. You're not God. You're not God. No, no, no. You're made in his image and you have the qualities that allow you to live a God filled life. So you have to strengthen yourself by learning for yourself whose you are and who you are. See, Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And the word life there comes from the word Zoe and Zoe literally means the type of life that causes you to be vigorous, passionate for the things that belong to God. It literally says that it gives you the essential and it gives you the ethical things that belong to God to allow you and I to walk out the standards that God has set for you and I. Jesus also said that the life that Zoe, that he's given you and I, that cannot be compared to anything else, is one that fulfills the things in your natural and gives you eternal life that was given to you after the resurrection. So Jesus says, the life that I give you has everything that you need as it relates to your earthly life and your heavenly relationship with the father. But he said the same thing in uh, John chapter 10. He says, now, listen, but I want you to be aware that the thief, your enemy, the devil comes to steal, kill and to destroy he gives a clear distinction that the life that I've called you to live is one filled with purpose and destiny to be able to walk out all that God has for you. That's the reason why you and I have to strengthen ourselves by learning for ourselves whose we are and who we are. Because here's the thing that I realize is that you don't know who you are until you discover whose you are. We can rest assured, stand in confidence when you and I realize. That we belong to God, created in his image with authority and power through his son, Jesus, who gives us real life that allows us to experience the essentials on earth and to be able to walk out the godly standards that God has for our life. But we have to discover who we are. And the only way we can discover who we are is by discovering who he is. You won't find out who you are until you spend time with the father. We said this, we said that we have to Strengthen ourselves by encouraging ourselves in the Lord. In first Samuel, chapter 30, verse six, the Bible says that David was walking through back home. And when he got back to to the place where he was, the whole city had been burned down and his family uh, had been taken. And so had the families of all the men and, uh, and, and their, all of their possessions were taken. The Bible says that David was greatly depressed because the people, the lead, the men that he was leading talked about stoning him. And it says this at the end of the verse, it says that David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. See, David strengthened himself because he had learned for himself who he was and whose he was. So in the moment where life was being pulled apart and there was very little remaining. He said, I'm going to strengthen what remains because my relationship with Jesus, my relationship with God is the thing that sustained me in the past. So the Bible says that he starts to encourage himself in the Lord. So you have to strengthen yourself by encouraging yourself in the Lord. You can't just grab some motivational series uh, from somebody else that doesn't walk with God. You can't just turn on, you know, music that calms your soul. No, you have to encourage yourself. In the Lord, your God, which then means going back that you have to find out who he is so that he can tell you who you are. But Genesis chapter one lets us know who that is. Then we said we've got to strengthen our pursuit of Jesus. We talked about a woman in Mark chapter five, verse 25. It was a woman, the Bible says, that had an issue of blood for 12 years. And the Bible says that she had an issue for 12 years and she had gone to every single doctor and the doctor couldn't figure out what was going on. And the Bible says that she said within herself that I have to get to Jesus. Now, if you can imagine, she has an issue of blood for 12 years. She's bleeding out. And the Bible says that she has gone to doctors. They can't figure it out. And she says within herself, if I can get to Jesus and touch Jesus, I know that I'll be made whole. And so the Bible says that she comes to this crowd where Jesus is, and she pushes past the crowd and touches Jesus, and immediately the Bible says she's healed. Now, I don't know how you may see the story, but I I can't imagine that this woman uh, just kind of walked over to Jesus. The Bible says she had an issue of blood for 12 years, so I see her kind of just moving a little slow having to push past maybe you know fatigue we don't know how long she walked we don't know how many people were in the crowd but the Bible says a multitude so it's somewhere between a hundred to a thousand people that she's pushing past to get to Jesus and the Bible says that as she touches him she's made whole see there's something about strengthening our pursuit for Jesus everybody was walking with Jesus that day but we read about the woman See, you and I have to strengthen our pursuit of Jesus. We can't just have the same level of intensity that we had yesterday or in years past. We have to strengthen our pursuit. We have to have more intensity because there's things about Jesus that we haven't discovered yet. And we realize and we said this, that we have to believe we have to pursue. We have to reach. We have to touch because it causes Jesus to strengthen what remains. The Bible says that Jesus literally says, who touched me? Because virtue had left them, the Bible says in Mark chapter 5. Virtue was the type of power that armies and forces, when you look up the word, it meant dudamus, which means power. There was power that left him that literally resulted, the Bible says, in the returning of riches and wealth and her soul. When you look up the word, it literally means that. So when she touched Jesus, her pursuit was so intense and so strong that when she got to Jesus, the power that was in her was unlocked because she had strengthened her pursuit of Jesus. It was the same power when Jesus uh, healed her that God had already declared from Genesis chapter one. And so as I was thinking about today, I was thinking, From this thought, like it's time to live. It's time to live the life that Jesus said he came for. Jesus said this, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. He's like, literally, if you believe in me and you realize that I am the life, then the life that I give you, you walk out on earth, but you also walk out in eternity. So I thought to myself, it's time To live, Can somebody say it's time to live? Do me a favor right there right now. Will you just share today's message? Come on, invite somebody into the family today. Luke chapter nine. This is where we're going to park for the remainder of our time. Luke chapter nine. Verse fifty seven says this in the message Bible. It says on the road, someone asked if he could go along. I'll go with you wherever, he said. Jesus was Kirk. Are you ready to rough it out? We're not staying in the best ends, you know. Jesus said to another, follow me. And he said, certainly, but first, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I must make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused and said, first things first. Your business is life, not death. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master. But first, excuse me, while I go get things straightened at our home. Jesus said, no procrastination, no backward looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Seize the day. This morning we're talking about it's time to live. Here's a couple of things that I realized. That if we're going to experience real life, it, it looks like this. Real life looks like moving on from old history. Moving on from old history, the Bible says, and I reference it in Mark chapter five, that the woman had an issue of blood and the Bible says that she touches Jesus and she's healed Uh, right away. Not a not a gradual, but a right away miracle is what she experienced. And I can't imagine her going. Oh. You know what? I'm going to live the same life that I lived before. No, I can see her going, Jesus healed me. And I'm moving on from my history. In Mark chapter nine, there was three people that said, Jesus, I want to go with you. And Jesus said, OK, let's go. Follow me. One says, wait a second. Wait a second. I don't know. I don't know if I want to go real fast. Hold on. Um, let <clears throat> Let me. Let me first go back home. Okay. Another one's like, hey, I'm going to come, but let me, uh, my, my dad. Okay. Another one, hey, listen, I got a couple of things that I left undone at the house. Okay. Jesus is like, okay, first things first. It's time to live the life that I've designed for you. He's not downing the fact that there's family members and things like that. He's like, no, no, no. Put me in priority. If you're going to live life, put me as your priority. Let me lead the way. Let me handle your spiritual and let me handle your natural, because the life that I give should be the business. That's what he said. Like the life that I give you should be your passion. Everything else will come in alignment if you will align yourself with me first. So what I want you to do is I want you to move on from the old and let me step in the first place. Here's what the Bible says. It says this in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. He literally says right here, he says, listen, it's time to live. I'm doing something new. Don't focus on the old. Focus on the new. Focus on what's in front of you that I have for you. It's time to live. Move on from the old and focus on the new. It's time to live. Well, Damon, you don't understand my history. You don't understand my past. God has brought you and I through stories. God has brought us through uh, obstacles. He's brought us through pain. He's brought us through hurt. And all those things were there in our life. And God has brought you victory. Or maybe you're like, but I'm still stuck here. God, God, I'm still waiting for God to bring me out this morning. I want to tell you that it's time to live. I'm not talking about it's time to go jump out of an airplane and do all these natural things. No, I'm talking about it's time to grab hold of the life that Jesus has for you and say, Jesus, you will be my first place. Jesus, I know I've got some loose ends over here. Jesus, I know I've got some things over here. I got a hurt over here. I got a loss over here. I got a dream over here. Jesus is like, hey, just put me in first place. First things first, take hold of the life that I give you, the Zoe life the essentials I got in my hand, the ethics I got in my hand, your passion I got in my hand, it's time to live. Real life looks like moving on from old history. Write this down. Real life looks like moving on from old habits. It it, it looks like moving on from old habits. Jesus had to tell them, hey, listen, I know I know you got some arrangements that you need to make at home. But some of those things don't matter right now. Because I'm not in first place. See, it's real life requires you and I to move on from old habits. Look, look, Look at what this verse says in Isaiah 58. Verse six. Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice? Untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. There's some things in our life that are an obstacle in our life that is stealing, killing and destroying you. And Jesus wants to strengthen the thing that remains because he's not done with you yet. But there are habits in our life that you and I allow. There's things in your life that you know you shouldn't have going with you in this journey, in your walk with the Lord or in your life. And in order for us to walk out and live out the real life that Jesus has for us, we have to move on from old habits. There are some things that can't make the journey. There are some things that are outside of the standard of God that cannot go. But Jesus says, listen, the real life that I have for you, I give you the essentials for your natural life and the ethics to be able to live according to the standard of God. Literally, Jesus can handle everything in our natural and our spiritual. This is the reason why at City Place Church, we want to be a life giving church. We don't want someone to walk in through the door and feel like "Uh," every time we hitting them over the head for something you do wrong. No, Jesus says, listen, if you put me in first place. The life that I give you. Deals with your natural and your spiritual. Jesus has the power and authority to get you and I straight in our life, straight in our behavior, straight in our attitude. Why? Because he says I possess the real life. So real life requires you and I to move on from old habits. It also requires you and I to move on from old hurts. Second Corinthians chapter five or 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All of this is from God. We are reconciled who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Literally, hey, when you and I choose Jesus. And then we choose the life that he gives. He empowers you and I to be able to move on from the things that have hurt us in the past or the hurt that we've caused. Jesus allows you and I the opportunity to walk in healing. The verse that I read to you says that if anyone is in Christ, you choose, I choose to live the life that Jesus is offering to us today. He says, I see you as new. The old is gone. The new standing in front of him. So if we're going to experience real life, we have to push past Old hurts. I wrote this down. I can't start the next chapter of my life in Christ if I keep rereading the last one. You can't start your next chapter in your life, the Zoe, in Christ if you keep rereading the last one. Some of you watching today, you've spent months, years, and for some of you, maybe decades of hurts in your past. And I am not trying to make soft what may have been a serious pain or hurt. But what I do know is that Jesus wants to heal every area of your life so that you can live a real life. It's time to live. The enemy wants to steal the days, the months and the years from the pain. But Jesus wants to heal that pain. John chapter six, verse 63 says this. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some. Who don't believe Jesus literally says, listen. I give you life. The spirit gives you life. Walking out in the flesh does absolutely nothing. Holding on to your hurts, holding on to your past, holding on to your history does nothing. He says, but man, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. They are spirit and they are life. And he's like, but there's some of you who don't believe this morning. I want to declare to you that it is time to live Will you let Jesus declare to you that he wants to give you real life? So I was thinking about the fact that real life in Christ looks like a whole life. Real life in Christ looks like a whole life. I'm thinking back to uh, Genesis chapter 1. Where he says, I created you in my likeness to have dominion, to have authority, to be fruitful, to multiply and subdue complete. I was thinking about Mark chapter five, where the woman touches him and the Bible says that she's made whole. Jesus looks at her and says, you touched me because of your faith, because of your pursuit, because of your reach. You're made whole. And then I was looking at Mark chapter five, uh, Luke chapter nine. And I realized that Jesus is like, don't wait Seize the day, follow me now. I realized that real life in Christ. Looks like a whole life. That doesn't mean that life is going to be perfect. There's going to be an enemy who's going to try to steal something, kill something, destroy your dreams. He's going to try to do that. Every, every day of our life is not going to be filled with beautiful flowers and roses and the angels singing amazing chor- you know, choruses as we walk through them all. No, 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 no. There are going to be obstacles. But real life in Christ is complete life because he says, I handle your essential And I handle your ethics and I give you passion and I give you vigor to be able to experience God here and with eternal life. Real life is a life that Jesus says I've come to give it to you more abundantly. So I made this statement right here. It's time to make a change and live life in Christ, period. Let this be today. We're heading into summer. Let's not wait any longer. This is the time to make a change and live the life in Christ, that Zoe life in Christ. So write this down. Number one. Number one, it's time for me as you. It's time for me to get closer to God for real. Like. It's no more surface, no more, no more barriers, no more, no, no more I, I define when I'm close enough. No more uh, I'm good, no, no more like that's enough worship or, or I read my Bible enough, I prayed enough, I'm good. No, 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 no. Let's pursue him and go after him for real. Like the, the, the woman in, in Mark chapter five, like whatever it takes. Like, like, let's respond to Jesus saying, hey, listen. First things first, your life is the business of of what's on my heart. Okay. Like, let's go after him for real this time, this summer. Let's focus on Jesus. Like we've been declaring all year that this is the year that God does above and beyond. And we said that as a church, our response is that we would go above and beyond in our prayer. We go above and beyond in our discipleship. We go above and beyond in, 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 in our um, uh, our discipleship. I said that in, in, in our generosity and in our evangelism. Like. God's going to do in our life, but we have to go after him. Can we be passionate in our pursuit? It is time to get closer to God for real. Matthew chapter four, verse 17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent for the kingdom of hand, because the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus is like, hey, it's no more time to play. The kingdom of heaven is as close to you as you can imagine. It's closer than what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, City Place Church, everyone watching today, listening later on a podcast. Now is the time to run after Jesus, to experience real life in him and get as close to him now. For real. Acts chapter three, verse 19 says this. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Acts says literally repent and be converted. I looked at the word converted and it, meant, it means this to turn to the worship of the true God, to cause to return, to bring back to the love and obedience of God, to love wisdom and righteousness, literally repent and be converted. Turn back to the main priority. Turn back to the one who matters most. Turn back And give your worship where it's supposed to be, not on something, but to someone. Turn back and give all of your heart, because if you turn back, times of refreshing will be found in the presence of the Lord. So that's the reason why we're going to go after God with all that we have for real. But that word repent keeps showing up. Jesus said repent. Because the presence of the Lord, the kingdom of of heaven is as near as you can imagine. In the book of Acts, we read, repent and be converted, turn back. I looked up the word repent and it means this, to change one's mind. To change one's mind for the better. To amend one's heart of past sins. So they're like, hey, change your mind. Change your thought process. Turn your heart back. Away from the thing that pulled you away from God. And begin to worship him again. Repent and be converted so that you can experience refreshing. Like, like, like turn back, set your mind on, you know what, Jesus, you're going to be first. You're going to be first. There are things that have taken priority. I've been living for other things, but you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to turn back from things that distracted me. From sins that, 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 that took me away from your purpose, your plan, and your instruction. And I'm going to worship. I'm going to set my heart to worship. Because when I do that, my refreshing is found in your presence. I can get into your presence when I change my mind. And my heart is converted. We have to go after God. For real. James chapter four, verse eight says this in the New Living Translation it says, come close to God and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts from your for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Literally, the verses that we're reading is like, hey, listen, it's time to come near to God for real. See, it's time to live. So we have to move past the hurts. We have to move past the history. We have to move past the past because it's time to go after God for real. See, real life in Christ produces whole life. So it's time to go after God for real. If he's the life giver, if he's the one that created you and I in his image, then it's time to go after God for real. If there's something broken in your life and there's a void in your life that only Jesus can fix, it's time to go after Jesus for real. And do you know what we need to do? We need to change our mind, repent. Do you know what repentance is? It's like literally saying, I'm changing my mind from my heart and I'm going to tell Jesus that I'm doing so. Let me give you an example. Lord Jesus, I've been I've I've been I've been doing my own thing. And right now I repent and I'm changing my mind to follow you 100 percent. That's how easy it is. So that my heart can be focused on you right where you are. Maybe there's an area in your life. Let's just pause real quick and let's just repent. Let's be, let's repent and convert. Let's go back to the place where it's God. It's all about you. Come on, can you say this after me? Say, say, dear Jesus, search my heart. Whatever's in my heart that's not like you, I repent right now. I change my mind, and I'm choosing to be converted into my wholehearted relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's time to go after God for real this time. And this brings me to my last thought, number two. Number two. Acknowledge once and for all where real life is found. Acknowledge once and for all where real life is found. John chapter 14, verse 6 says this this is Jesus. He said, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, And the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Today, you and I have to acknowledge where real life is found. Jesus is bold enough to let us know that life is found in him. In that relationship with God, the father goes through him. And you and I just have to trust him. This morning, I'm going to present you with an opportunity to accept the real life that Jesus has for you. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10 says this. God creates us. God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. The good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work that we had better be doing. I wrote this statement down and you can steal that I wrote. I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I am and change the ending. I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I am. and Change the ending. It's time for you and I to go after Jesus and come near to God. For real. And it's time to acknowledge where real life is found. Jesus says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one walks in their relationship with the Father except through me." This morning, I want to give you that opportunity to meet Jesus. We 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 set our heart. We said, "I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my mind. I'm gonna repent. I want my heart to be converted. I'm so I'm gonna position my heart to worship." Well, let's seal the deal by Acknowledging where real life is found. We have to acknowledge. That Jesus Christ is the only way. He is the only one that can give us life. And give us our relationship with God, the father. See. In that same book of Genesis that we talked about. At the beginning of today. There's a story of separation where God had created Adam and Eve, and that's literally who he is talking to and saying, I've given you, be fruitful, be multiplied, dominion. Well, because of their sin, you and I were separated from God. And God, even in the book of Genesis, says, listen, I'm sending someone who's going to crush you with their heel, devil. And all throughout scripture, there's a rhythm of Jesus all throughout the Old Testament. And then we meet him in the New Testament in Matthew, Mark and Luke and John. Jesus does all of these miracles. And the Bible says that he gets to a cross, dies on a cross and comes back from the dead. And it's through that pain and suffering and the joy of his resurrection that you and I have life. Here's the thing. The Bible says that we have to acknowledge that Jesus is the one that gives us life. But we also have to confess. There's a verse in scripture that says, if you confess with your mouth, And believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again. He comes and lives on the inside of you. This morning, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I just want you to pray that prayer with me. But here's the focus of the prayer. If you say, Damon, I need to walk in a relationship with Jesus. And I'm going to acknowledge today that my heart is repentant. I'm turning around and I'm going to convert to a place of worship. And I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior through the gift of salvation. That I want you to pray this prayer after me. And then afterwards, I'm going to ask you to complete a connection card to just let us know the decision that you made today. And then after you, com- you complete that connection card, you're going to be invited into some other aspects to grow your relationship with Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want you to pray that prayer. I know you're at home, or maybe you're at another place where you are, but I just want you to bow your head right, right now just to position our heart. People are praying for you. And just say this prayer after me. Just say, dear Jesus, I'm grateful that you died for me. I am so grateful. I acknowledge that you died and that you rose again. And today, I know that my life is found in you. So I publicly declare that you are my Lord. You are my Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I receive your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, right where you are, can you give Jesus some praise this morning? Come on, right where you are, can you give Jesus some praise? Well done for the decision that you made. I promise you it is the greatest decision that you will ever make. Now, remember, I just said that the one ask I'm going to have is for you to complete a connection card. We've got a connection card that's digital. You can text the word city place to nine four zero zero zero. And we would love to send you some resources to just help you continually grow in your relationship with Jesus. He has not called you to do life alone. You are a part of the family of God. And we would love to be an encouragement to you as you walk throughout your relationship with God. Come on, City Place. Can you make some noise today for the decisions that were made to follow Jesus Today. Well done. Well done. Well, hey, as you're gathering up your things and uh, those notes that you took today, I encourage you to read over them this week. Lean in. There's some things happening in the life of the church. Lean into those. We invite you to be a part of that as well. Well, today we're going to bring our offering as an act of worship to the Lord. I'm so excited because of our generosity that we get to continue to make an impact into the life of our community and our church. Uh, We're gonna be serving in our community uh, this summer and in the fall. And so uh, I'm just excited that you and I get to partner together as we worship in our giving. Well, let me pray. And then uh, I pray that you have an amazing week in Jesus. Father, we thank you today for every single person that's hung out at City Place Church today. Father, I pray that our hardest position because it's time to live. I just declare that we're moving past the old and we're focusing on the new. I thank you that it is time to change and it's time to run after you for real and to acknowledge where life is found. I thank you that every single person under the sound of my voice is gonna experience the above and beyond that you've called them to. Thank you that we get to worship you with our giving. Jesus, we're grateful that you are allowing us to be your hands and feet on the earth bless our week let us walk out our relationship with you with passion and pursuit in Jesus name amen have a great week City Place thanks for tuning in we hope that you've been encouraged by today's message stay connected by subscribing to the City Place Church podcast following us on Instagram checking us out on Facebook or by visiting our website church.